something different with yeah, these next prods. Um, I'm going to cold open like this with a conversation, uh-huh. and then I'll introduce it. So welcome, right. everyone, to <laughs> <laughs> this most recent Far Awaits and Hot Takes. I'm in Levent's room. Say what up, Levent. What up, everybody? Yeah, here for work. So we just Jay chilling. Levent, what's been going on, dude? Nothing much, man. I just took an exam today. Oh, yeah. How'd you do? I think I did well. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you. That's all good. It was 44 questions. I was done in like 20 minutes. And it was all about pediatrics. So if I failed, I'm getting disowned from the family. But overall, pretty good. I have another exam on Friday, and then I transition to my next series of rotations. All of them are going to be in the inpatient setting. And I'll finally be back in Chapel Hill after 21 weeks in Greensboro. Nice. You, a couple of people are coming to Chapel Hill this weekend, right? Yeah, shout out to Andrew James and Meredith for coming back for the Moorhead Alumni Weekend. Hopefully we'll be able to grab food, catch up. I ran into Will Whitehurst, did I tell you this? I think so, I don't know. Yeah, um, I was literally walking to a pregame and Will Whitehurst <laughs> birds by me. <laughs> he looks at me and then keeps birding and I, like, I yell, like, Will? <laughs> And then he turns around and then invites me to his pregame, which I did not want to go to, mm. and told me he's going to see James this weekend, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, get a little closer to the mic. Your voice is, like, lower. There it's we go. Lower? Okay. Yeah. Leaning in. All right, nice. Cool. Um, I'm sleeping in Levent's room, and I learned something about his mom today, which I think is fascinating. Oh, what? <laughs> that she loves... That she... So she not only reads the New York Times, just surprising <laughs> to nobody... <laughs> But she has been cracking up all night reading the New York Times comment section, which is <laughs> hilarious. It's basically intellectual Twitter. <laughs> I just thought that was amazing. I had to make sure that she knew that not all comments like were like that. And she said, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sure if I was on Twitter, it'd be way worse. She was cracking up and then she'd share. And then I'd be like, wow, that's actually just like a smart, rational play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just used to Twitter <laughs> dumbass jokes. Um, yeah. Well, the point of this pod is I cannot wait. You have such a great idea is medical questions. And not surprisingly at all, most of them are about dicks. Of course. What, when you're a member of 48 Ransom Street, what else do we talk about? Yeah, so I'm opening up GroupMe right now and yeah, here we go. Okay, so uh, actually Ian had some serious questions. Well, I'm just going to go in order. Let's do it. Actually, before, oh, no, 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 let's just go in order. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, what's the role of mucus in our bodies? Why do we make so much of it when we have colds or allergies? So, I better get this right because I did mucus research when I was an undergrad. That's disgusting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it was fascinating. Anyway, mucus, it lines all of our internal organs. Anything that's exposed to either air or other surfaces in the body, so like your entire GI tract is lined with mucus, it helps to capture germs other foreign bodies foreign objects and then helps to clear it out it also contains various um defenses sort of proteins and anything uh, other things that are involved in the immune system and you make more mucus when you're sick because you have more say viral particles and more mucus helps to get rid of that, or more mucus helps to get rid of bacteria. Huh. It'll like catch the bacteria, 
because it's sticky, right? We all know that. And then it'll make it if it's in the lungs, it'll make it easier for you to cough it up. And if it's in the GI tract, it'll make it easier for it to keep moving through and get pooped out or thrown out, thrown up out. Wow, that's disgusting and fascinating. <laughs> What's in flu vaccines, and should we get them if we're not in a school setting? So, definitely get your vaccines. Most of the reason that we get a vaccine isn't sort of for our health, for us who are healthy, but for the people who aren't healthy, who would be in real difficulty if they got the illness. Um, the concept is herd immunity. If enough people get, oh my god, that was a sick goal! Oh shit, holy hold on. shit! Sorry guys, we're I can edit this out, but holy, we're watching the Brazilian Cup final, and that was the nastiest. Goal. Now my dad's gonna be pissed. Oh, that's the other team. That's the other team. Oh, geez. Damn. So my team is in the finals, and they won the first game one zero, and now the other team just made it two to one in the second game. Yeah, I did. I wasn't looking at the game. I was looking at the laptop that we're recording the podcast on. I just see Frank's face, like, <laughs> holy shit! And I was like, I'm talking about vaccines. They're not that interesting. And is then that... he just sees this ripper. Oh my oh. god. Wow, there was no build-up to that. Holy shit! Damn. Damn. We'll have to. We'll post the video in the. Po- uh, <laughs> well, either post the video or I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> One or the yeah. other. So yeah. continue on flu vaccines. Yeah. Anyway, everybody should get them. Um, even if you're not in a community setting, you're. It's not just for you that you're getting it. You know, when you get the flu vaccine, you get prevented from getting certain strains of flu. But when you do get the flu. For the non-covered strains, you actually get it so that it's less bad. Like, it's a less worse flu, if that makes sense. But you're preventing the elderly or the immunocompromised from getting hit with the flu and then, you know, being hospitalized or dying. And what's in the vaccine, they just have viral particles. It's not actually a live vaccine so that your body can develop an immune response to it and, you know, make the memory B and T cells without having to shed live virus. So plot twist, I'm looking at the game and they VAR just I've never seen that. They call the foul before the shot on VAR and so the goal is disallowed. They can do that? Apparently, and that's like that's a weak ass foul. Holy shit. Wow. The guy ran into the other guy's hand, whatever. Yeah, wow. Damn. That was lucky for that, that goal was amazing. So the next question is, how do insurance companies influence the kinds of care we are offered by doctors? So insurance companies, in the guise of increasing efficiency and decreasing costs, force doctors to go through a sort of stepwise fashion for prescribing medications or getting lab tests. And... That makes sense to some extent, but in other situations, it can be really detrimental to a patient's health, especially if certain services are not covered. So my my physician told me about this patient who she was certain was having a really serious abdominal issue, like a perforated bowel, which could only be diagnosed on CT, but the patient couldn't afford to get a CT scan f- due to the, her insurance coverage. And so my doctor couldn't order it, and the patient ended up dying from the complications that fucking sucks so that's just one way i mean it what just in the outpatient setting my doctor has to sit on the computer for 95 percent of the visit typing away and it's definitely i think impairing 
physician-patient relationships, if it's even if it's not like significantly decreasing patient care. So the way that the electronic medical record is set up so that it's easier to bill gives insurance companies a lot of say over the decisions that doctors make on a sort of day-to-day basis, at least in the outpatient clinical setting. Inpatient's a little different. Have I told you about my friend who works at um, a clinical research trial place? No. Yeah, so he he's not like a doctor or anything, but he he coordinates um, basically like they do clinical trials, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's so a lot of people without insurance go there, mm-hmm. and he was telling because they get paid to like yeah. you know be part of like the subjects that test these drugs. Yeah, and he was saying that a lot of people like do this basically for a living. Yes, and they don't want that, right? These yeah um, research centers don't want that. They want I don't know. A more representative sample. Yeah, right. And so he has like a, a test. Uh-huh. Um, I use test in quotes because <laughs> if he suspects that someone is just like doing it, he's like a full-time, just doing it for the money, don't, yeah, whatever. Um, he'll, so he'll ask men, he has an acronym for it, like, oh, did, did your doctor say you have xyz whatever the acronym is and they're like yeah oh yeah like i got that bad and it's basically like a vaginal <laughs> problem and then same for if a woman it's like yeah, like testicular torsion or something yeah, like that yeah. and then he'll like immediately know yeah so yeah he makes a lot of money my friends though mm. so that there is a worry in the medical community that there are these professional subjects who just go around study to study and that it's actually skewing the results yeah that I don't makes know sense. how significant it is, but I think it's important to think about. Okay, so then now I'm in the part of the group me where Austin starts getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you how do you get rid of genital warts? Uh, you don't. Duct tape, maybe. Yeah, you shit out of luck, Austin. Yeah. Okay, question from me. Uh huh. Um. When you do that cough test, what are they checking for? Oh, uh, so they're so they're checking lumps? what they're checking for a hernia, is what they're doing. So they they go up the side of your testicle into this the inguinal canal, and a hernia is basically where your bowels sort of go into a space that it's not too. So your small intestine like, goes it, like, into this in. space, this little ring that's in that mm. area that you can sort of feel by going up through the testicle. And when they say turn your head, it's just because they don't want to be coughed on. It's not. Oh. <laughs> the, the cough just increases the pressure in your abdomen, and uh, if there's a weakness there or if there's a hole there, You'll your intestine it. will poop out, poop out a little bit. And Ew. I regret asking that question. <laughs> is there such thing as internal hemorrhoids? Yes, there's an internal okay, there and is. external hemorrhoid. My friend I was telling me a story. <laughs> He was in Nashville. He got so... This is um, Hassam. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's going to hate that I used to yeah. name on a podcast, but he'll never find out. Yeah, I was about to say, he won't listen. He won't. Um, <laughs> he got real fucked up in Nashville uh-huh. and he, like l- had to go to the ER, actually, because oh, he was shit. so drunk. <laughs> and he, that's not... The part of the hemorrhoids come in is the next day, like, he's thinking, like, a, like a beer shit, basically. Yeah. And was just forcing it so hard, he, like, felt something in his butt. <laughs> and, like, it was really painful, so he had to go back to the ER. <laughs> and just some dude had to, like, finger his butthole. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he had an internal hemorrhoid. Um, oh, yuck. 
Yep, so what are hemorrhoids anyways? So... <laughs> from Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have internal and external hemorrhoids. Basically, they're vascular structures that sort of line the, uh, the anus. And most of the time, they just, like, are there to help cushion things and provide blood to that, the, like, anal sphincter or whatever. But they can get uh, sort of swollen and inflamed if you're, like, really constipated or you just got sick mm-hmm. or whatever reason you had some hella serious diarrhea and you had to poop out poop like 15 times they'll get swollen and then because they're very vascular meaning there's a lot of blood in there that's when you're like wiping your butt and you see a little bit of blood that oh, can be a sign of hemorrhoids really so hemorrhoid creams do work they i think if i don't have this wrong they have certain chemicals that reduce the size of the blood vessel so they reduce the size of the inflammation so that it's not as swollen and it doesn't hurt as bad when you're taking a crap or huh. you're wiping your butt. How do I avoid getting kidney stones from Austin? So, great question, Austin. There's not really great prophylaxis, but you definitely want to stay hydrated. Drinking 64 ounces of water a day plus an extra cup of water. Who the fuck actually does of, that? I had nobody. Nobody. That's just what they say to do. But you definitely want to... Um, just drink a lot of water. It's kidney stones are just like builds up of calcium oxalate stones, and once they there's, get once they start going, there's no way to do, do anything other than pass them. They do have like some cool like sonic wave stuff that they can do to break up sort of bigger stones to make them easier to pass. Huh. But other than that, you're just kind of out of luck if you're having to pass one. Sounds like a cop out excuse. You doctors just are too lazy to work on it. <laughs> Doctors are obviously the laziest. Um, Not enough money into it, I I think, is the big issue. Have they found a safe or at least reliable way to grow your penis? Would you go cream, pill, or surgery? Surgery is the only option, right? Yes, yes. Those creams or pills that you see on those porn advertisements don't actually work, Austin. You're not supposed to get those. Yeah, surgery's the only option, and you don't want to do surgery, my guy. God, that sounds awful. Um, doesn't OG Mudbone, doesn't he, didn't he get surgery? I think so. Yeah, yeah okay. I think so. <laughs> he had, like, a rod inserted. Ian, OG Mudbone is a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Just providing context. <laughs> um, then I started talking about Beto O'Rourke. Hold on. I think that was it. Wow, we flew by those. There uh, uh John had a question about a oh, That was a great question. That was honestly the best question. John, at the buzzer, what comes out of your penis during ejaculation after you've had a vasectomy? That's actually generally a good question. Okay, so a vasectomy cuts the vas deferens, which are the tubes that take the sperm from the testicles up through the prostate and sort of the... There's another gland there, I forget the name, into the urethra, and then... That's where the sperm gets ejaculated. Okay, so pause real quick. I remember my high school biology teacher's <laughs> husband got a vasectomy, and she brought in her husband's vast friends in a jar. I swear <laughs> to God, this is literally, I hadn't thought about it since that day because it was so deep in the recesses of my mind because I didn't want to remember yeah. that. I no. swear to God, she brought oh it in. I am literally just remembering this. <laughs> Why'd they take it out? Usually you just snip it and it just stays snipped. No, yeah, no. They like, removed it. Wow. Yeah. 
That's wild. Or something like that. I think it was. Yeah, I I can see it. Okay, so continue with the answer. So, the vasectomy, what you're doing is basically you're preventing the sperm from getting into the urethra, which for guys connects the testicles and also the bladder to the sort of external orifice of the body, basically. And so when you're getting a vasectomy, you're still getting like the, the semen from the prostate in the seminal vesicles and then the other stuff you're just not getting any of the sperm in it so what you're ejaculating out is everything besides the sperm where does the sperm go the sperm just uh it just chills yeah it just just stays in there because it's not like the sperm doesn't really on its own like go up the seminal vesicle like it doesn't move until you start ejaculating. So oh. if you lose that connection, they won't. They just won't move. And oh. then sperm gets recycled when it's sitting in your testicles. Like it's not like it just ah. sits there, and then just swimming around, swimming around. Like okay. every three months, they'll they'll just get murdered, and then new ones will. will pop I just up. picture just like them being ejaculated like into the ball sack, <laughs> and the ball sack just like getting bigger, <laughs> and it just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Important note though. After you get a vasectomy, continue to use birth control because sperm can survive, I think it's between like three and six weeks afterwards. So for all you people considering vasectomies, continue to use protection. Nice. Someone calling you? Yeah, it's Murat. I just, I'll talk to him later. Oh. Unless right. he wants to come on guest, guest feature. Yeah, wait, call him. Put, him. put him on the line. Yeah, I got you. This is exciting. For our first caller. <laughs> Yo, Murat, me and Frank are doing a podcast. You want to hop on? All right, call us back in a little bit. Bye. We're, we're going to bring Murat on to tell us about the betting futures of <laughs> Liverpool's yeah. He has to call club. soon. It's 1030 and I got to leave soon. Yeah. Maybe we won't get him. We'll have to get him for the next pod. Yeah. Do you have any other health-related questions, Frank? I'm thinking... I really don't. Um, Let me think of what I've learned recently. That's yeah, cool. what's interesting that you've learned or didn't know or thought was fascinating? Oh, Austin had a question about testicular torsion. I, did, I avoided that. Cause just like the thought, just like those those words make me unwince. Yeah. So, oh, okay, go. Thankfully, we're all, we've all aged out of like the most pro- common group. It's like 15 and 19 is when you're most likely oh, to get a testicular God. torsion. So we're, we're pretty okay. Um, but like if you, if you are starting to have like severe testicular pain, go to the emergency department immediately because you can save your testicle Mm. if you have surgery within four hours, but the longer you wait, the more and more likely your testicles to die and it's in the scrotum and you'll have to get it removed. So yeah, just keep that in mind. All right. So tell us fun facts from medical school. Um, the left sided, the left testicle the vast majority of time is lower than the right testicle and that's due to the way the testicular veins oh i read it on reddit yeah well there you go (laughs) from medical school (laughs) well okay but maybe not everybody's been on the reddit (laughs) it's because of the way the testicular veins go back into the um, renal veins so the veins that supply or take the blood away from the kidneys i asked levette I was here in Temple, uh, I think two weeks ago. I, asked, I forget what it was. I asked him a medical question. And then he just went on Wikipedia. I'm like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> I could have gone to Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, um, Frank asked a good question called in that same time about 
when he should be getting physical, like physicals, going to the doctor oh, for yeah. a yearly checkup. So for our age, thankfully, we're all pretty healthy, and there isn't a lot of recommendations for this healthy, like mid twenties males who are healthy in terms of how often they should you should get checked by a doctor. I would say sort of everybody should probably go in fairly soon and just get like a sort of baseline, get your basic labs drawn and your basic physical exam and then go every couple years after that sort of just to get another checkup. And that way if you become seriously ill that both a primary care physician and also the emergency room will have sort of a baseline to go off of. And that helps a lot. It helps the physicians make decisions to know sort of what's the normal and what's not the normal and can really save you a lot of money and also a lot of life. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, that's Do that's that, good. homies. Any different, Murat, I can like cut out all this... No, yeah, I don't. I don't. He probably won't Weird call pausing. in time for when you need to go. Yeah, because I need to start packing. Um, yeah, how was, how was the dinner? Oh, he's calling in right now. Oh hell yeah! Oh dude, Marat, Marat, you're on the you're on the pod. What up, Marat? What up, guys? Yo, okay, so you're on speakerphone. I don't know how well the computer's gonna pick this up, but we'll try. Tell, dude, tell us everything. How's New York? New York is good. It's cold. Which is the most unfortunate thing, because I'm not bred for the cold. <laughs> Dude, it's only October. It's only <laughs> it's only downhill from here. Me and one of my coworkers is from Texas. We just complain every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you liking the job? Uh, job's fine. I mean, it's work, but I can't really complain too too much. I haven't been getting work too hard, and I like the people I'm with, so it's good. People will make or break a job, so that's good. Yeah, for sure. But, like, the... I've been surprised by, like, how little I've, I've worked versus my expectations. So, I guess that's been good. That is good. Nice. Yeah. Like, I've had most weekends to myself, which is hype. What's the coolest thing you've done so far in New York? Um, so, I went to this beer festival in Brooklyn, which is, like, the most New York thing. It's the most like, Brooklyn-sounding the... yeah. thing I could do. But, yeah, it was awesome. So, they gave, like... There's like 30 New York beer brewers, and they were like, we, it was like 30 bucks, and you got 12, uh, 15 four-ounce tickets. Oh, nice. But like, they like, they gave you healthy pours, and like, it was all like 8, 9, 10% IPAs, and me and my friends just got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to get drunk at $30 in New York. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Dude, cool. When's the next time you're coming home? Are you coming from homecoming? Homecoming, hopefully. The one downside about the job is, like, you can't really make plans. Like, stuff can pop up Oof. at any moment. So it's, like, annoying trying to figure out flights and you end up paying, like, a 100 extra dollars to get home. But it's sort of the nature of the beast. Damn. I know John's coming for homecoming. Uh, when is electric. that? The 2nd of November, Marat? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, November 2nd. Are oh. you going, Frank? Damn, no, I think I'm coming the weekend after. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. What for? Um, I one of my good friends in Atlanta went to Elon, uh-huh. and UNC is playing at Elon. Oh, nice. So we might drive up for that, and we'll just spend the weekend. Football. Uh, basketball. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. No. Like, fuck no. Watch Larry Fedora. Guy. I would not drive six hours to watch Larry Fedora fucking 
fly to the moon, much less coach a football game. Oh, man. Speaking of, we haven't talked about Larry on this pod. That guy, he's definitely gone after yeah. the season, right? It's How over. How much is his buyout? Like, $14 million. Who is the richest alumni we have that'll <laughs> drop that much money to get him out of here? $14 million buyout, and he takes helicopters to recruiting trips. I don't know if you knew this. I did not know like, that. We've thrown so much taxpayer dollars just out the window with this man. Mm. The new, the no, new football... I'm, I'm just... I'm just legitimately confused by, like, how UNC isn't better at football than it is right now. Like, think about, like, all the perks they have. Like, Jordan brand, great colors, great school. Like, they in the ACC, like, North Carolina and South Carolina are two of the best states for recruiting. And, like, they just still struggle. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Like, I, it blows my mind that a recruit would choose NC State over UNC, factoring Coaching staff aside, like all the other things are in our favor. Well, we're we're hiring Lane Kiffin, so. You think so? UNC's back if we get him. I'd be down, honestly. Yeah. Fuck it. That'd be electric. Imagine if we had Lane Kiffin. Honestly, I'm. I hadn't oh. thought about that. I'm very pro. Lane Kiffin, Kelly Bryant next year. Okay, now we're talking. Damn. Woo. <laughs> Yo, Mitch has struggled. Trubisky, Who? Mitch Trubisky. He's been good past two games. I I've watched him. The thing is, like when he messes up, it's mental mistakes. Mm. Yeah. Like he'll just throw like a five yard out route to the uh, running back, like three feet over his head, like a throw he can obviously make. He just just misses it. It's not like he's incapable of making those throws. So it's completely mental. Mm. To yeah. be honest, like the only game I watched him was in the Packers game, and what I saw was he was just like would just force throws like it just seemed like inexperience where he's like trying to make a play and just like yeah. forces the ball in a tight window and so i could definitely see that just like missing guys he should hit but they're all, their coach is like super creative so it looks like he's being put in positions to succeed he's yeah. a great great thrower while moving so yeah i like their coach he's, he's good at play design he came from andy reed system so it makes sense mm. we've got ron rivera and North Turner, so. God damn it. <laughs> Ron can coach defense. That man can coach a defense, but this year the defense has sucked. Like, is that is that just football-wide? Like, I was looking at the numbers today of, like, points scored because I was having a discussion with my friends in my fantasy league, like, whether the thresholds should change for, like, points for, for, like, the scoring for defenses because, mm. like, scoring is up so much. So, like... First off, like, the median points scored is, like, four points higher this year. Wow. Obviously, like, that's going to probably decrease once, like, it gets colder weather. Yeah. But last year, there were three teams who scored above 30. This year, there's six, including a team, two teams scoring, like, 36 and 35 points. So, it's just, like, scoring is way up, which is obviously part of, like, the rule changes. So, I wonder, is it a function of, like, the Panthers being worse at the defense, or is it just sort of, like, a league-wide trend because it's not like we've ever been great at like forcing turnovers which is like what the mm. good defenses do now it's more like we just had players with like speed to make plays to, that's like, very stop. true yeah there's no defense where it's like damn if you can like put 20 on them that's a win but right. i think it's yeah both i think both can be true panthers suck this year and defenses all across the board are worse mm-hmm. i think cams look pretty good this year 
all things considered. I mean, we don't have a single deep threat, or at least we're not using any deep threats. Like, he still hasn't completed a pass that's gone 25 yards in the air. Yeah. But. Did uh, you see the Hornets game at all, Marat? Yeah, I watched tonight. Kemba went off. Kemba went off, but the end of the game, it was the same shit as, like, all the all the Steve Clifford years. Just, like, yeah. a Kemba ISO pick and roll. Like, to be fair, two good looks out of it. Great looks, but my thing is, I was telling event is, why don't you try to run a play? If it doesn't work, bring the ball back out. You can run a Kemba pick and roll in like, do, four do you seconds. Think, do you think the Malik Monk shot was, like, by design? I don't think so, and I was so pissed that they didn't design another one for him. Like, mm-hmm. they clearly had to. Yeah, he played well, which is uh, promising. I didn't see much of Bridges because I don't think he played in the fourth. Yeah, we. I, I only saw five minutes. Kind of exposing him, but. Yeah, we'll see. I think Hornets will make the playoffs this year, Dude, but like, big one, whoop. <laughs> one huge uh, thing I've noticed working this job is like I gotta fill time. So I've just become a across the board sports fan. Like I'm a huge Hurricanes guy. <laughs> like, it's like seven o'clock hits, which is like right around where I eat food. It's like the person, like if you got like comments, out, like something out to someone, like you're probably not gonna get comments for like an hour, like because people are eating and whatnot and like figuring stuff out. So that's like I'll toss on just like a Hurricanes game and get way too into it. That's Maybe awesome. My roommate is like a huge. He's like from North Carolina too, and he's. We're just like, we're just our like ongoing inside joke is we're just massive Kaniacs. Which to be fair, <laughs> our family, our family was huge Hurricanes fans in like 2006 and 2009 and stuff like that. So it's it's nice to be excited about them again. Oh, we have another guest on the pod. Sarah, sit down, dude. Dude, this is a podcast? Yes. yes. What, welcome to 408 and Hot Takes. Dude. Making your debut, Sarah. Yeah, this is crazy. I listened to one of these. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one of these and was like, yeah, no more. <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> Dude, Sarah, you're a senior. Tell us what's next. Um, what's going on in your life? Yeah, tell them how we wrote all your college essays yeah, for Yeah, so basically Levant and Marat did all my college apps for me. God, <laughs> your sibling is awesome. <laughs> Uh, my parents were not involved one bit <laughs> we, until the last day. Yeah, we we go. We tell my dad that we've submitted the essays, and he goes, "Wait, are like, you serious? Yeah, Wait, you're kidding. This I'm, is a joke." He asked if it was a joke ten times. I'm we're like, like, "No, dad, we didn't. if you wanted to change my essay, you could have done it a long time ago." <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> where, so, where are you applying to? What are uh, the schools? Applying to UNC, NC State, Boo. Northeastern, UT Austin. Georgia, I think. That's, is that five? Five. five. That's yeah. five. And maybe Wake Forest. We don't know yet. The application for Wake Forest is bullshit. <laughs> it's, like, it's very hippy-dippy. Yeah, like. It's like, the last ten books have you read? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, who would you take to dinner? Yeah, winner, so. yeah, yeah, I am. That's why I am. That's why I Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Cool, dude. Well, anyways, so you, so you, no college soccer in your no future? Co- no, we 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 stopped that last year after academy was miserable. So we're not gonna try and do college soccer. You don't even want to walk so, on. I don't even want to walk on anymore, man. So, can you tell the podcast how you got a red card in a high school soccer? Oh game? my god, this is the greatest story. Share, <laughs> share. Okay, okay. So basically, we went to this place in Durham, North Carolina, Science and Math. 
the school, right? Which losers. <laughs> and we had lots of friends who went to NCSSL. Yeah, right? we knew a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> Anyways. And you're right, they're fucking losers. Oh, we hate them. Losers. <laughs> losers and, um, yeah. Anyways, we were down 2-0. And then I scored three goals to come back. And at my last goal, there's five minutes left. And so... <laughs> Their fan base or their crowd was really close to the field. You know, they're calling their names and their coaches. And they don't have a football team, right? So they soccer is like yeah. the biggest exactly. event at school. Yeah, and They don't have contact sports or, I guess, collision sports at NCSM. <laughs> and so their fan base was really close. Players were talking that blah. The coach called me a flopper multiple times. And then... After I scored, I shot fake arrows at their crowd, stared, <laughs> stared down their coach, and and I got a red card for it, and I suspended two games. And we, we played them again, and we beat them, and then I looked at their coach multiple times and, and winked at them and told their players they couldn't guard me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad your soccer career is going to end, dude. It can't. We're going to do club soccer. Oh, yeah, for real. Dude. No, play at a D2 school. Oh, just D- tear <laughs> shit up. <laughs> go to Davidson, dude. Go, go to, to Davidson. Uh, all right, I'm going to go play Fortnite. You guys have fun talking tomorrow. I can't wait to listen to this. Bye, son. Feel so weird. Lost. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, no, we were just talking about it, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm about to leave, so see you next time. Oh, yeah, I'm not sending you there, right? You'll probably be back soon. I'll be around, yeah. You'll see me soon. Peace out, man. Wow. Can't yeah. believe this is the yeah. first. Pod first. All three Cholacolo brothers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, vote for your favorite Cholacolo brother in the comment section of the podcast. Also, fucking vote. For y'all voting in North Carolina, which I guess is... Just, it's just you. Just me. So maybe not. Maybe important. John. Maybe John will do an absentee. Yeah, maybe. Could, yeah. Uh, early voting started today, but I guess if no one else is voting here, find out what early when early voting starts in your state and vote there. Oh, I saw... Yeah, but actually, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. Is it kind of fucked up that me or John could hypothetically vote in North Carolina? It seems wrong. Nah. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't think about wrong. it. It's uh, yeah, I mean, you know what's wrong? Disenfranchising voters. That is true. So, fuck them. If you're voting to elect people who won't do that, then you're doing the right thing, maybe. So yeah, don't forget to send it. Yeah, Vermont, vote when you get back on the second or that weekend. So you should be able to early vote. Oh yeah, I couldn't theory. Yeah, have you changed your residence yet or registered to vote in New York? Because if not, you should do both of those things. But I feel like I should by law. Like, I don't live in North Carolina anymore. Like, I shouldn't be able to vote there. Mm. Don't think about it. I registered to vote in Georgia to vote for Stacey Abrams. I saw her give a speech Sunday in Atlanta. Mm. Holy shit. She's Mm. really good. Yeah. I I teared up. She's, oh man. I really hope she wins. It's a toss-up right now, according to 538. Which, you know, they've been right before, so we have to trust them. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for hopping on, Marat. Yeah, Marat. That was fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Good, to, good to chat. Yeah, Marat, what's your hot take? Oh, yeah. Wait, let's do hot takes. Cool. All right, can you guys go first, or do I have to drop Shit, them? I haven't even thought about it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm going to get Sarah back in here. He needs to do a hot take. Yeah, yeah, get, get Sarah back in here. And we're thinking about the hot takes. All right, Sarah's coming back in. 
Oh, shit. None of us have thought of a hot yeah, take, so wait, don't that, worry about it. If yeah, do you have one? Try to think of one. I feel like you have a hot take about Fortnite. If you oh, want to I got about. a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Ron Rivera needs to be fired. Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say, Because I disagree. I, I think I disagree. Agree. I'm I very like, critical of coaches. I, I don't like think he should be fired, but he needs to do a lot better job. I mean, we have... Agreed. We actually have weapons this year. And yeah. You know, the fact that Curtis Samuel played three snaps and CJ Anderson played one snap is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen. Damn, that wow. is true. But Ron is a like they usually start bad the Panthers yeah, that's under true. Ron and yes. they get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like that's trend for a lot of teams with the shortened preseason too. I will say the the game with the sixty three yarder, the play before was a run play. That was the stupid mm. that was the dumbest shit yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Like why oh my god. Like Graham gonna bail I probably would have been on your side fucking fire wrong because that was such a dumb decision. <laughs> I, I was so happy that I couldn't even think about that. I, I know, that was fucking hype. Sixty three yards. We lost the freaking or no, Eric Washington has been doing a shit job. Our defensive tackles mm-hmm. fucking suck. Our D line sucks this year. Yeah. Our D line has always been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We asked a lot. Uh, I got a hot take. Okay, let's, All right, let's hear, hear it. it. Okay, this is a two-part hot take that's connected. <laughs> first, first hot take: College football is fucking trash. Wow. Ooh, okay. Wow. I agree. I tend to agree. Okay. I, my, so I live, my roommate is a huge college football fan, and I'm gonna be honest here. I've watched maybe three minutes combined of UNC football. <laughs> it's too hard to keep up with the amount of turnover there is in college football, and like it's just not exciting for me to like watch players that I don't know who they are at all, and like the teams I don't care about, and the, it's just like pretty predictable who's gonna be good every single year. So that's my first part. Second part is probably also connected. Honestly, I'm starting to lose interest in the NFL beyond oh. my team and my fantasy players. Oh. I've reduced. It's because they're reduced kneeling, the right? Of, <laughs> <laughs> I've reduced the amount I gamble on the NFL. Um, if I don't really watch Sunday Night Football, I'd rather watch a TV show. Um, hmm. If one of my players isn't playing or hmm. if. The Panthers aren't playing. I don't find it that fun to watch anymore. I'm not. I can't really trace why. I just have to start to lose interest in it, which is kind of interesting. So it's not like viewership of any other sport went up. It's just football went down. Actually, hockey. Yeah, it's not non non Panthers NFL is not as interesting to me as it once was. Damn. Hmm. Okay, so, it's a good hot take. Yeah, I've, Andrew's on the same boat. I know Andrew told me he's like he's completely out on football. It's not like he was a big fan before, I think, but I think he's 100% not not watching anymore. Yeah. yeah. But NBA's Bye. back. That's all that matters. True. All right. Good to talk to you all. Bye, Marat. Peace out, Marat. Good guys. night. This is great. I knew Thanks, that. Sarah. Yeah. No we, we still have to work on our hot yeah. too. I remember listening to, what's it called? Marat told me about you did one with Marat he was he was in New York the first time I remember listening to that oh one. nice that was, yeah, was it good yeah it was good his hot take was um, Coach Coach K isn't a good coach mm. that was it's not even a hot take anymore he's <laughs> fucking trash <laughs> alright right, peace out I got a quick one mm-hmm. bird scooters yes I love them all the way in all the way in I love bird scooters 
I couldn't find parking in Raleigh today for this corporate dinner. So I had to park like a mile and a half away. And thank God there's a bird right there. And I just zoop. <laughs> and I'm definitely, I, I couldn't charge it on the corporate card, but I'm definitely going to ask to get it reimbursed. <laughs> it was a $2 bird ride. They're super cheap. I'm wow. still getting it reimbursed. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to spend my own money on company time. Yeah. My hot take, corporate cards are great. <laughs> oh my god, corporate cards are the best. I almost died on a bird in San Diego. Really? I was going down a steep hill and literally the brake just like cut it off. It just cut off? I guess because I was going too fast yeah. or it was a broken bird. Uh-huh. And my friend is already at the bottom of the hill and he sees me flying down. Oh my and god. I just like started putting my foot down yeah. and like I came so close to just eating shit. Oh Jesus. Someone was telling me, was they, were they telling us? No. Someone was telling me that their friend, like, crashed in a bird, mm. and their jaw was, uh, like, completely fucked up, and they couldn't oh. eat solid food, and but they still went out <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Nice. So, yeah. Be careful on birds. You're supposed to wear helmets, according to the app, but no one does. Yeah. All right, who who just has helmets sitting around? Um, oh, I just forgot mine. Oh. Um, all the way in. Not really a hot take, but for those of you who haven't done it, all you can eat sushi. Oh, hell Oh, yes. my God. Hell It'll yes. change your life. Just when you can get as much spicy mayo to dip your sushi in as you want. And then they come in with the dumplings and the egg rolls on the side, too. Wow. Oh, sort of a second part to this. But Harris Teeter has an absolutely phenomenal Asian food hot bar. Holy crap. Everything I've ever wanted. I think what I'm trying to say is since Chinese 35 on Franklin Street has gone out of business as the only unlimited Asian food buffet that was in Chapel Hill, I've been pining for something like that. And I think the all-you-can-eat sushi and the Harris Teeter Asian hot bar come closest. Um, of, the, of all the hot bars at grocery stores, Whole Foods is definitely the best. But oh, interesting. It's also definitely the most expensive. Yeah, oh, for sure. Which is unfortunate. Oh, um, I do like the Amazon Prime member discount at Whole Foods. That's nice. Oh, that is very nice. I love that too. Um, Mariah, if you're still listening to this pod since you already hung up, uh, <laughs> you have to go to shit. It's just, There's like a Netflix documentary about this guy in Japan who's like, like the world's greatest sushi master yeah. and his apprentice opened a restaurant in New York. Mm. And my friend went and said it was the best meal of his life. So, Murat, you should definitely go. I think John's been there, too. John will definitely know the name if you ask him. Yeah. But be ready to spend, drop, like, two hundo on dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and Murat, just know that you're taking me, and that one, that dinner's on you, fam. Hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> we'll end on that. All right. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>